Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 verses 2 through 10. This is Resurrection Sunday 2021. As you please stand in reverence to the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 28, beginning at the second verse. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men and the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and fell and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to share with you from these passages of Scripture on this Resurrection Sunday 2021, I am the work in progress. Amen. I am the work in progress. Jesus was sent here on assignment. And Jesus was faithful to his assignment and he completed his task. On the cross, it is finished. And the Bible says, and he gave up the ghost. Most folks would have just closed the book right there. He's dead. They're going to take him off the cross and put him in the tomb. And yes, it was prophesied that on the third day, he would rise again. But do you know, Bible scholars, people of God? Yes, he was dead when he got off that cross. But he still was working. Jesus was on point. Jesus was on task. There was yet some more work to be done after the crucifixion. The Bible says that, anybody here know what the Bible says? What the Bible says? The Bible says that he descended into the lower parts of the earth. Yes. 
she did not go into purgatory but he went into the lower parts of the earth he went into what is called paradise with that song we said rock of my soul in the bosom of Abraham the place called paradise remember because of Adam and Eve being disobedient in the garden of Eden they were put out of the garden into the world this is where they had to work by the sweat of their brow they were cursed because of their disobedience to God that is why Jesus came to reconcile to reconnect us to God and so while we were disconnected from God there were yet righteous men and women of God that were obedient to God's will and his work but remember they had no free access to go to heaven there was only one that had free access to heaven his name was Enoch the Bible said and Jesus that God he was a friend of Enoch Enoch walked with God Enoch was the only one that did not see death and never experienced death. But the Bible says that he was translated. Y'all think about Dr. Spock on uh, Star Trek and how they just, they go to be trans, uh, transported from place to place. You know, the, the bodies would just, like in the, in the on the TV, you would see the bodies just fade away and they end up somewhere else. But when, G, when, when God was ready for Enoch, to come and be with him God just took him you won't be able to find his body but God just took him but everybody else David and uh, Jeremiah and Isaiah and Moses all of the righteous men and women of God that were obedient to the work of God they couldn't just go to heaven after their work was done but all of the righteous went to paradise. And they had to wait there. And so Jesus was yet on assignment. And so while everybody was looking for Jesus' body just to be sitting there, laying there, under a sheet, what we call a shroud, with a napkin upon his face, he was still working. He was on task. The Bible said that he liberated the spirits. And from that place, the Bible said that he would make appearances in various places until his ascension. But Jesus was on point. Jesus was saying, I am the work in progress Amen. yes he accomplished his initial task but yet there was just a few more points that had to be tackled Amen. and Jesus did just that Amen. now it's really sad when you read the scripture this morning where were the disciples they were in quarantine they was on the lockdown. They was fearing for their lives. They weren't even, they weren't even there to witness the crucifixion. Right. You're supposed to be with your leader. They rode into 
And y'all ain't hiding. But thank God there were yet some faithful women. Thank you, sir. There were faithful women. They were going to ride with Jesus no matter what the circumstances. That's the kind of God we serve. He yet has a remnant that will get the job done. The Bible says that Mary Magdalene and some other women went to the garden tomb with oils and spices to anoint. They were the funeral home on wheels. They didn't have a mortician. But they were going to do right by the body of our Lord. They wanted to anoint his body. They wanted to cleanse his body for proper burial. Amen. The Bible says when they arrived, they noticed the stone was rolled away. Amen. But an angel was there to bear record. The one you're looking for, he's not here, but he is risen. So it goes to let you know that, yes, the Bible says that early in the morning on the first day of the week, God raised Jesus. But remember, he was already gone. He was on point. He was about taking care of business. God's will had yet to be done. And the Bible talks about how the... The countenance of the soldiers. The soldiers even saw the angel. Just like the women. Amen. And the Bible said that they were startled. The Bible says they became like dead men. They just passed out. Well, you know, they had to come to after a while. And they had to, if you read further, they had to get their story straight. Because they were going to have to give an account to the authorities. Why is Jesus' body not in this tomb? There was about to be a money exchange. I'm going to pay y'all to tell the story the way we want it to be interpreted. That somebody came along and stole the body of Jesus. They weren't going to give in to kingdom authority. That God had already raised him from the dead. As the prophet had already prophesied. Every move that Jesus made. It was to fulfill the prophecy. It was to fulfill the scriptures. God said his word would go out. And not return unto him void. But it will accomplish that in which it was sent. So every word that went forth from the prophets, whether the major or the minor prophets, God's word is relevant then and now. So the word went out. So they received a report from the guards. And so the women took the instruction of the angel. They didn't pay attention to them guards. Some guards had already passed out. They couldn't understand what was going on. But thank God, these women were determined. These women were on point. 
And they were going to listen to the angel of the Lord. To go and tell my disciples to meet me in Galilee. And they were excited. That's why I can't get with none of these preachers. That have such a problem about ordaining and licensing women preachers. I'm going to say it now. I've been saying it. I've been in the board meetings when we had to take a vote. Are we going to ordain women as bishops? I said, well, I was ordained by a woman bishop. I got one witness in here. <laughs> in Raleigh, North Carolina, in 1991, I was ordained as an elder by a woman bishop. She's still living. She's 87 years old. Amen. Still preaching the gospel. Amen. Very successful established church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Doing very well. Up in age, but she's still doing well. And still in her right mind. So all these men that want to go on eagle trips don't want a woman to go forward. It was the women that built the churches in the first place. Well, I can speak about the Pentecostal holiness churches, that especially the ones we're in now. They were built by the women of the church. They were built in the home of the church mothers. And then they turned it over to the elder to become the pastor and for then the church to be established and to grow. And then the woman get this. Not here. <laughs> This church is 22 years old. And we'll never forget that the women that were with the men that established this church. It was men and women that established this church. And the only one who was not with us is the first assistant pastor of this church, general overseer, Dr. Carol Howard. And she labored to establish this church with our own Apostle Howard. And we will never forget her efforts and her labor of love. They will forever be cherished and remembered in this church. Amen. So while those other folks, the church that we came out of, or one of the churches we came out of, actually the other church, they've been ordaining... <laughs> women as bishops and pastors for years. The United Holy Church. The other half, the Church of God in Christ was still fighting and can't come to grips. And remember what the Bible says, that God has no respect of persons. Now, I may get rebuked for saying this, but I don't care. Amen. Praise the name of God. But these women, they were entrusted with a word from God's messengers. Don't ever take an angel lightly. Amen. An angel has a precious message from God. They're entrusted with the message from God, and they must deliver it. Now, as servants of God, pastors, teachers, elders, we're entrusted with the word of God. And if we don't deliver the word as God has given it to us, you're going to give an account. People of God, we all have been entrusted with the word of God. He saved you with a purpose. 
And when he saved you, he entrusted you with his word. And when you've been entrusted with the word, the Bible says you got to give that word and be instant in season and out of season. That's not just for the preacher. But we as God's people, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, as we go out and we witness and we share of what God can and will do, he will transform your life. Amen. We can never be found sugarcoating God's word. But these women of God, they were on task. They were on point. They received the word from the angel. Take this message. Go to the disciples. And you know what? They knew where the disciples were. They were hiding. They were in lockdown. They were in quarantine. They were hiding from the authorities because they were associated with Jesus, but they didn't want to be near Jesus because they feared they were going to be crucified. They feared that they were going to be killed. But when you've been entrusted with God's word, when you have made a personal commitment to God, no matter who comes your way, you've got to be real. Sherilyn used to sing that song, Got to Be Real. Y'all remember that song? Amen. Now, she was talking about a woman. <laughs> she could have been talking also about a man when it comes to a, about a commitment to a relationship. You want that relationship to be real? You've got to come to the plate and be real. Amen. But these women were real. They proved that they were real women of God. They weren't sugarcoating. They weren't compromising. They came and they were on point. They wanted to show their love for Jesus by going out to the tomb to anoint his body, to prepare him for burial. And to their surprise, Jesus was not there. They took that message of the angel. And the Bible says they were glad to receive the word. That word could be whipping you up, upside your head because you're guilty of one thing or another. But be glad to receive the word of God. Be glad to be entrusted with the word of God. Somebody somewhere is hungry for the word of God. The Bible says that there, one day is going to be a famine in the land. And there's going to be a day you're going to want the word of God and can't find it. There's going to be a time you're going to wish you could open up the Bible. There's going to be a time when it's going to be illegal to have a Bible. My God. Yep. The Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart yep. that I might not sin against thee. Sometimes you've got to make sure the word, you always must know that the word of God must be on the inside. Uh-huh. I remember when I was ministering in the prisons and they got to a point where the prison guards was throwing shade. And they were like, well, you can't bring your Bible in here to to share the word of God with the prisoners. I said, it's never been a problem before. I said, but I'm not going to haggle with you about it because you're ready to trump up some charges and throw me in here. The devil is alive. So you listen to the Holy Ghost and prepare yourself and what you're going to share, put it on the inside. Because God is still going to be glorified as you minister to those who are incarcerated. So yeah, I couldn't bring my Bible, but God gave you wisdom to prepare yourself before going in, that you can still be on task and still be about your assignment. And God's will was still done, but then they would want to throw up stuff. Your name is not on the book. I know I had just spoke with the chaplain like 15 minutes ago, and then they would throw shade and say, uh, 
Pastor McCarter, uh, your, your name is not on the book. I knew my name was there. But Minister Yala will attest to this. In the Sunday school lesson, there's times when you need to be silent. It's not for you to argue your case, but your strongest defense is when you say nothing. Sister Stephanie just spoke about, about her mouth and about how she struggles and how she has to work on that area in various places, especially in the workplace. For all of us in the workplace, you got to be careful in what you say. But as a minister, the workplace is when you go into the highways and the hedges, and then when you're out there and you desire to do God's will, and you're trying to get access to go into various places, and when the enemy's there, he shows up and denies access. Oh, you're not going to get God's will done. You're not going to be able to go and pray for the sick. You're not going to be able to go and do the things that you need to do. But you still could be effective. You can still do what you need to do. Amen. If you never make it to that, that, that member who's in the convalescent home, who's in a certain room, and you can't get there, you can still pray. Amen. You can still send the word. Because the word transcends, transitions through walls. There's no distance in prayer. Amen. You can still get the job done. Amen. And we thank God today that God got the job done through his son. Amen. Amen. Nothing hindered him. Amen. Yes, Jesus was man and God. Uh-huh. And he dealt with issues that we deal with today. Amen. So there's no excuse under the sun. There's nothing under the sun that he didn't conquer. Amen. It was all nailed to the cross. Amen. Oh, I can't live right. Oh, uh, they get on me. I got to throw hands. I got to cuss them out. Well, Jesus dealt with the same thing. After they celebrated him on Palm Sunday going in to the city of Jerusalem, the Bible says he went out to the suburbs and he came back in and the Bible says he went to the temple. He came in the temple. What did he see in the temple? They had turned the temple into a flea market. They was in there selling bootleg DVDs and they had the t-shirts and they had the doves in the cage and they was doing their thing. But the Bible says that Jesus retaliated. He went in there. The Bible says he turned the tables over. So all them DVDs were flying all over the place. All them t-shirts was on the floor. You all have desecrated the house of God. You turned it into a den of thieves. So you can imagine how the house of God was just defraggled. Y'all remember back in the day, we used to walk around the New Haven flea market and everything was all over the place. He just, oh, we were just buying up everything. But see, when we were down in North Carolina, there was nothing to go to a flea market. We're down there buying socks and we buy everything now. They were irregular, but they were socks. They were good socks. But they had no business turning God's sacred house into a marketplace. See, yet and still, even though Jesus knew what was in front of him, though his days were drawing nigh to where he would be uh, entangled around with the authorities that would take him in, where he would go on trial and eventually be crucified, yet he was on point. He yet knew he had a work to be done. 
before the crucifixion and even after the crucifixion. Jesus was on point. So all that Jesus did for us, it was left on record. It was for our example. But yet and still, we put up excuses. I can't do this. I can't do that. But the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It's about Him and not about yourself. We're too busy trying to justify ourselves. No need for that. He already, He is our justification. While, while, while you're trying to plead your case, it's not your case. Jesus, help us. He took care of everything on Calvary's cross. He secured our salvation, our healing, our deliverance. Everything was accomplished on the cross. So the women, they were happy and excited to carry the word to the disciples who would have known if the disciples would receive what they had to say uh -huh. if you read a little further the Bible says when they got there and they were so happy to bring glad tidings into where they were and the Bible said and some doubted you wouldn't take the word for uh, the word was gold. In fact, they had even witnessed, they had seen Jesus. The Bible says that they had grabbed Jesus by the feet and they humbled themselves and they worshipped him. Amen. But yet and still, when the message got to the disciples, the Bible said, and some doubted. Some, we don't know how many, but we know it had to be somewhere close to half of them. Well, we know Thomas, he was doubting. Doubting Thomas. I won't believe unless I put my hand through his side and my hand through the nail prints. I won't believe. That's a terrible shame. The Bible says, blessed are those that are in that place. They, they believe and they have not seen. But here you are. I'm right before you, and you still don't believe. I'm paraphrasing, but you can read it. It's a sad, it's a sad thing. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. And we out here, we hating and we throwing shade on one another. But we say we love God. But we're God's people. We should never be out here throwing shade. We're not accomplishing anything. I'm not going to go there. I've been on a tangent for several weeks about these folks out here cussing people out. Like that is the solution. Because after you get through cussing somebody else out, they're going to cuss you out. And, and, and neither one of you have accomplished anything. 
Because the words that you use, the words that you use have meaning. The Bible says there, are po is, there is power in the words that you speak. You can pronounce a blessing on someone and you can pronounce a cursing on someone. The Bible says you have the power to speak a blessing. I speak that you be healed. I speak that you be healed. I speak that you be blessed. I speak that you prosper in health even as your soul prospers. You have the power to pronounce a blessing on someone. So why would you even have the audacity to want to tell somebody to go to hell? Because as you tell that person how to go to hell, you on your way too. It's the truth. Why would you want to put somebody in a hot place where, <laughs> why are you telling them to go there? You are of God's will and you going too. But Jesus himself, he is the work in progress. And because of Jesus, you are a work in progress. Yes, you haven't got it all together. Yes, you haven't arrived. No, 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 we have not arrived. But those who are on that path, that, that, that path that is straight, and you're, you're looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith, is not easy. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just not easy. There's people that are that putting your pathway to, to trip you up and cause you to fall on your face. But yes, we, 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 we fall down, but we... We get up, we get up in the strength of the Lord, and we're brought to that mindset that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm going to make it no matter what comes my way, hell or high water. I'm going to make it because I am a king's kid. I'm more than a conqueror. I am who he says I am. So no matter what they say about me, cuss all you want. I'm going to throw up my hands. I'm going to give God the praise. I'm going to give him the glory. Because no matter how you talk about me, I'm a work in progress. No matter how you scandalize my name, I'm a work in progress. If God be with you, who can be against you? So no matter what comes my way, lay off, fire, talk about me as much as you please. As long as God is on board, I'm going to make it. I'm going to have a pork chop. I'm going to have a hamburger. But I know God is going to take care of me. He'll bless you. The Bible says, if you're faithful and obedient, you shall eat the fruit of the land. If a man don't work, I wonder if I got some men in here. There ought to be a man in here that have a desire to work. If you don't want to work, there's a problem. Because the Bible says that a man has to work by the sweat of his brow. Thank God for a woman. She was sent here to be a help me. 
we in this thing together. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to work. It's in me. I'm not going to sit down and let my wife work, but I'm going to work because she'll never get another job. I'm a work in progress. I'm going to thank God for the strength in my body to get up, whether it's two jobs, whether it's three jobs. I'm a work in progress. I don't want to shame any of my children. I'm a work in progress. I'm a do what God saith the Lord. I'm a do what I'm supposed to do. I want to encourage the people of God. Do what you're supposed to do. You are work in progress. If there's something you lack, if you lack patience, if you lack wisdom, you're lacking some green stuff, look to God. Trust God. Sacrifice. Pay your time. Give your offering. Watch God. Show up and show out. He will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out of them. The Bible says there'll be not enough room to receive the blessing of the Lord. You'll have to run after God for a blessing. The Bible says anybody here believe what the Bible says. If you're faithful and obedient, trust the word of God. Watch God fulfill his word. Watch God show up and show out. Watch God do it for you. When they lie on you, watch God raise up a witness, a witness that will come up and speak on your behalf. says warning comes before destruction sure right. and he warns us before things happen Amen. but he wants you to be blessed he wants you to prosper he wants you to make major moves Amen. and in all that you do and in all that you say he wants the glory Amen. so we can give him give him the glory Amen. that belongs to him don't be in a place where he has to take back what belongs to him. Amen. But be free and willing to give him what belongs to him. Amen. 
It belongs to him. It belongs to him. All the glory, the praises all day. They belong to him. Thank God for determined women. They were determined to take the word of God. They didn't doubt. They didn't procrastinate. The Bible said they ran with the word. They told the disciples. And you know, they were blessed for their obedience. And no matter how the disciples responded, some believed, and the Bible said some doubted. But no matter what, Jesus was on point. Because he was a work in progress. He said, meet me in Galilee. So no matter what issue you're dealing with, keep your hand in God's hand and watch God meet you in your Galilee. He's going to meet you on the other side. Keep your faith and your trust placed in him and watch God bring you into a place. The Bible said it's a wealthy place. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical morning. But that morning is your time of breakthrough. Start putting God in a microwave. He's not a microwave God. He's an on-time God. He shows up and he shows out. We talked about in Sunday school about how God secured, God's son secured our healing. We're not to look to God to manifest our healing right before our eyes in just that quick moment, although he can do that. But he's looking for us to demonstrate our faith that we believe that he can and that he will. If he heals in a day and a half, God be praised. If he heals in three days, God be praised. But it's about God's perfect will being done. Trust God and watch God do the work. He just wants us to demonstrate our faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead. But if we only will trust him and believe his word, we're empowered to do great things simply because we've trusted and taken his word by faith. Jesus, I am a work in progress. God knows you don't have it all together. Jesus knows you don't have it all together. But it's about trusting him, believing him, and knowing that God can and God will take care of your situation. Because your situation won't last always. The Bible says this too shall pass. And my Godfather, Elder Ash, said a long time ago back on Broad Street, how can you have a test without a testimony? Well, you can't have a testimony without a test. You're going to have to go through something. The Bible says those who are willing to live godly shall suffer persecution. We're going to go through something. But God wants you to simply trust him. Yes, sometimes we have trust issues with one another. 
but you should never have a trust issue with God. Because God said, I'll never let you down. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. But I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. You are a work in progress. The word of God for the people of God. Let us all say it.